And welcome, everybody, to the Lunacy Podcast, brought to you by Bob's House of Pickles. Stop on by Bob's House of Pickles on Saturday. You get a free uh, kosher dill pickle and little mini dill pickles for the kids. That's Bob's House of Pickles. Uh, my name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and Connor. Dave Stevens, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Pervenanzi. David Sterling has family obligations today, guys, because it is the day after Christmas. So I understand. You know, I mean, I get it. And uh, I'm sure he's probably, um, they're probably still kind of recuperating from the cold weather they had down there. Mm. Um, oh, I saw the temperature in, no, I saw temperature in Fort Myers. I think it was Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. It was 45 degrees. Yeah. And actually, oh, uh, you know, friend yeah. of the podcast, Marshall, my friend who lives in Orlando, um, obviously yeah. he's a little further north in Central Florida, but uh, he, yeah, he was telling me the lows. Uh, in central florida over the last few days had been in the 30s and he actually he works at the near at the airport basically he uh he they said like in one of the mornings i think it was uh, christmas eve morning there was actually flurries east of the airport you don't see that too often i've never well, seen it in florida but no in florida yeah i've never heard of that as well especially i mean maybe as you get into jacksonville or northern florida but certainly not central florida and orlando mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's cold everywhere so yeah I hope uh, um, everybody's staying warm and safe. I would be uh, podcasting this from a very warm location in Mexico. I am not there. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, guys, what'd you do for Christmas? Connor, what'd you have going on for Christmas? Uh, well, we celebrated, we, we had a few uh, different days of Christmas. So we celebrated a couple days before Christmas Eve. We went over to my dad and stepmoms and uh, just had a christmas with the five of us we or actually i'm sorry my 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 dad and stepmom came over here and um uh they spent a little time with austin and then after he went down we had some drinks and played some games um then pretty much the next couple days were spent by ourselves we just chilled at home and we went out to a dinner on christmas eve night at uh, buka in maple grove that was pretty cool. And that's actually what I had for dinner tonight. Some leftover spicy chicken rigatoni. Um, and uh, then on Christmas day, we went over to, to we went, we went back over to my dad and Jan's house at first. And then we headed over to Laura's family. And uh, there were some town, there were some people, some family members in town from Memphis, Tennessee. So we got to see them. We haven't seen them in a while. Um, nice. So yeah, that was fun. And then uh, today we just kind of hung out and Laura actually, is on the tail end of her 14 hour shift right now. So, oh. um, so yeah, she's earning a little extra money on, uh, on a holiday. Nice. All right. Yeah. Dave, what'd you end up doing? Oh, it's, it's, it was, it's been a really good holiday season, Christmas, especially, um, um, just, yeah, felt like uh, more of an, you know, completely normal Christmas, a good Christmas in that sense, in that regard, not, you know, nothing like we've experienced over the last few years now. But uh, yeah, kind of tr- traditional Christmas for me. So that would include uh, a big, cr- my cousin, um, my cousin Troy throws a huge Christmas party up in Oak Grove. And I don't know if, if you're not familiar with where Oak oh, Grove yeah. is, it's north of Andover. So I live in Plymouth, you know, Northwest, Met- you know, Northwest Metro. Uh, f- but even for me, it's about a 40, 45 minute drive all the way up there. So, but uh, yeah, where he throws you- a big, what's say that? Where the, where the prison's at, right? Uh, maybe. And if I think it is, I don't in, I think prison. No, no, no prison's in like Grove. Annandale. Is it Oak Grove? No, it's Oak Grove. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. is it? Well, I don't prison drive prison. by it. Let's, 
I don't drive by it anyway. So he throws a big, big, a, a wonderful Christmas Eve party. It's mainly on my dad's side of the family. Uh, so I get to see uh, a lot of my aunts and uncles, cousins on that side of the family. And uh, yeah, it, it usually, that party usually goes into the wee hours of the night or morning, I should say, on Christmas. But uh, I usually get out of there before it gets too late. But, you know, that was fun. And then, uh, and then on uh, Christmas Day, uh, I was down in my parents' house and, uh, for the uh, Stevens Chili Bake Off. So they had the think, Chili Bake Off. Yes, yeah. So no, I mean it's it's true. I'd say going back at least at least what fifteen years now. I'd say at least that's kind of been our family tradition. To my parents host a Christmas get together. This one, you know, was, this one was a little smaller. Didn't really have any out of town relatives come in, but it was you know my parents, my sister and her family, and and my uh, aunt and uncle. So yeah, and that was that was good, and it was um, yeah, just a great Christmas. Um, all in all, it just it it was uh, good, good Christmas, and I'm glad that you know, like we we're talking about the cold. I'm glad uh, you know travel, you know, wasn't impacted. You know, with a couple forty minute plus drives that I had to do over the weekend, but yeah, just everything uh, everything felt great, and it was just wonderful to spend time with uh, friends and family. Only only Johnny will understand the chili bake off. Yes, uh, I think he coined that phrase. Yeah, I think he coined. He did coin it. Yeah, back in the day, he coined the chili bake off. Uh, well, great. I'm glad you guys had uh, spent time with your families, did all that stuff. Uh, let me explain to you guys why I'm here, sitting in my cold basement in Minnesota, when I could be in uh, Playa del Carmen, Mexico. We, we thought we were going to be looking at you, maybe on a patio, you know, looking well, out into the ocean or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, even on a beach Let's, with a palm tree behind you. Let's just say, I mean, the weather in Plato Carmen has not been good. Uh, the the time we're supposed to be there has not been good because of this big low pressure system that came through the country. It pushed all the cold air down there and all the rain. They got a bunch oh, of rain I down suppose. there. So it's been raining all day today, yesterday and today it's rained all day in Plato hmm. Carmen, which is crazy. That is um, unusual. Let me, let me go back, guys, to last Saturday. Okay, so the Saturday before I'm supposed to go on this trip uh my wife wakes up with a scratchy throat so of course she tests herself for the covid oh guess what she's got covid Ooh, oh last Saturday. no well didn't she recently have covid and i say yes, recently yes, in the last month yes, or so yes she did in the last like month and a half okay so but of course she works as a nurse so this things happen so we're all going oh what's shit like what are we going to do right well we're making sure nobody else gets covid so she puts herself up in a her room and says blah blah, blah. And so the next day she wakes up and she feels totally fine. And I'm like, well, then you must not have COVID. This is, this is impossible. You know, this, you don't have COVID. And so we're thinking, okay, we're, we're good to go. Right. I mean, we're, we're, we're hanging in there. But then of course, Sunday comes and we start hearing about this snowstorm coming in. It's becoming like the national weather service on Twitter is using words like dangerous and life threatening Right before it even gets here. And I'm going, holy shit, this is going to be bad. And of course, we're flying out, supposed to fly out on Thursday. And, you know, it's before Christmas. So it's going to be a packed uh, airport. And, you know, I'm going, oh shit, we're going to delay it. We're going to cancel, whatever. Right. So that's the first, those two first are the two first omens of bad things to come. So then was it, uh, was it Monday night? Did we get snow Monday? I think it was, I mean, the snow, I mean, we might have got a little Monday, but I mean, basically, the, the bulk of the snow came Tuesday overnight into Wednesday. Right. Yeah. We, get, we, we got oh. like 
we got like marginal snow or at least down here in Robbinsdale, we got like an inch or two of snow. Uh, probably we had, we had, a, well, we had a couple inches up here, I think Monday night into Tuesday. Yeah. And so what happened that day was that I got home, went to start my snowblower and my snowblower wouldn't start. So that sucked. Finally, I had to start after a while, blah, 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 whatever. Then I closed my garage door. Thought, okay, I'm good to go. Got the snow off the driveway. We're fine, right? My neighbor sends me a text that says, hey, something's wrong with your garage door. I said, was it up? You know, is it He's like, no, you had to come out and see it. I go outside and my garage door is cockeyed. Like it's mm. one oh, half is weird. up and one half is down, right? So me and my neighbor start monkeying with the damn thing and uh, get it to go all the way up. Broke off a couple of rollers on the way up. Oh, but then we can't oh. get it to go down. We can't get it to go down. So we finally get it halfway down and can't get it out the other half. So he calls his buddy, who's a garage door guy. He's like, Here's what you got to do. You got to do one side here and one side here. And get. we got another guy come over and he came over and we jumped, got it all the way down. And we clamped it down. So basically, I was trapped in my garage. I mean, my car was trapped in my garage. So I had to have the guy come out the next day to fix it. So of course, he didn't come out till noon. I took my grandma not my grandma's my mother-in-law's car and it says granny as vanity plates so it was fun driving <laughs> that thing it says granny yeah so drove the car to work guy fixed it it was you know just a, 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 a what do you call it a cord a cable had snapped or whatever it was mm. i'm thinking to myself i'm like okay covid storm snowblower garage door this, it's I, not setting. It's not setting up good for this trip, they, right? You know, so, bad, they, they say bad things come in threes. This is more than three now, though. This is this is a sequence of unfortunate events, Dave. Okay, mm. that's what you. So then, that's what you said. Yeah. So then we get to we get to, to Tuesday, right? I mean Tuesday uh, afternoon, and my wife calls me, and she says, uh, "You won't believe this shit. Our house sitter person." That we got through Rover, uh, canceled. Said oh. we, we, she's oh, not coming there because of the blizzard, and her husband didn't feel comfortable. Uh, her her coming to my house, even though they live in Elk River, which is not that far mm. away. No, mm. it's not from Otsego. So can't can't do it. She just blah, blah, blah. so of course we're all like, what the fuck are we gonna do now? You know, we we have no pet sitter, we have nobody. So we're thinking things through, and I'm going, okay, well, let's just you guys go and I won't go and it'll be, you know, it's fine. We can, you know, you guys can go and have fun and I'll stay home with the pets. Well, then my wife's like, well, you need to take a COVID test anyways, because we were planning on taking a COVID test on Tuesday mm -hmm. uh, before she came over Wednesday to check the house out. So then on Tuesday, guess who tests positive for COVID? Oh. I do. Wow. So, and I'm like, this is bullshit. I don't even feel bad at all. This is totally, this is shit. It you know, just whatever. keeps piling on, doesn't it? So we get into we get into Wednesday, and of course the snow is coming in Wednesday. And my wife and I are going back and forth about what we're going to do, what we're going to do. Finally, she just decides, screw it, we're canceling the whole damn trip. Mm. Everybody, we're getting our seventy five percent back because one of us has COVID. You know, you said turn all that shit in. Mm -hmm. So turn it all in, and then we're thinking maybe they won't be able to leave Thursday. Well, they took off Thursday and got down there, so. When you say they, I, so your mother-in-law. So my mother-in-law, sister-in-law, her kid, and then some family friends of ours, all are down there, uh, and we are at home. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and then it ended up even not being as bad 
as they thought it was going to be, especially right. in the metro area. You know, it was like they had blizzard warnings, but then there wasn't. So that is the long story of why I am here in Minnesota and not in, well, not sunny, but uh, at least warmer Mexico. Uh, but yeah, warmer. Ser- well, sounds like we, fun. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like we might have had more sun here in the last two days. Not that it's been warm, but I think than, so. Than I think Mexico so. Did. But yeah, that's, yeah, sorry, Tony. That's a bummer. I, yeah, yeah. It really is. But uh, at least you got 75% back and you can kind of put that into the bank and say, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get that back down there. Hopefully sometime mm-hmm. soon. Yeah. Sometime. I mean, it will happen, but it's a great, I mean, guys, I mean, the, the crazy things that happened in the last week is like every day was something new that was telling me, it was almost telling me like the universe is saying, Hey, you're not going to go to Mexico. Just honestly, you're not, you're not, you're not leaving. It's not happening. Well, you and then, it does suck. And, and obviously um, you test, you said you tested positive last Tuesday for COVID, but I mean, here we are on Monday, the following Monday recording, you sound fine. Did you even, did you get sick at all? nothing okay a minor a minor headache on thursday Mm. no congestion no fatigue no nothing wife the same way it's like what the hell Mm. you know so now i'm going wow people are gonna get covid now without even knowing they have covid they're gonna test themselves i mean the only way we the only thing that we would have if kelly hadn't tested on saturday Well, obviously Kelly's a nurse, but yeah, and, and the fact that you knew you were tra- going to be traveling, but right, well, you don't have to. You don't have to test before you travel, though. You don't have to. You don't have to. No, right, no. Yeah. People, right. And mo- I would assume most people would tra- or test uh, mm-hmm. with symptoms. But yeah, if yeah, you don't, exactly. really, yeah, a minor headache. I don't know that I'd mm-hmm. even think about testing with a minor headache because you know you can get a minor headache, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. every other day. I mean, who knows? So, yeah. yeah, that's that's, that's crazy, right? So it's crazy. So oh, we yeah. uh, spent uh, Christmas Eve at uh, we went to Boondocks and uh, played some pull tabs, won some money, watched the Vikings game uh, at Boondocks. And then uh, yesterday, the kids and my wife went to the Water Park of America or Great Wolf Lodge now, as it's called. And I guess it was packed there. And then after that, we ended up going to Clive's because Clive's and Rogers are open. And we won even more money. Uh yeah, and then today they went to the Mall of America, but I've been just kind of, I haven't been in the mood to do anything really because, well, yeah, I'm kind of like, you know, like, nothing, nothing's gonna, you know, make nothing's gonna, nothing's a substitute for going to Mexico, right? You know, like, so. what am I gonna do now? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, well, at least the kids got oh. out to do something, at least, and anyway, so but yeah, yeah, no. they were there, so yeah, but uh. There's my story, so please, uh, please cry for me. Uh, That's a bum- that listeners. is a bummer. That really is. But... Yeah. yeah, that really is, dude. So uh, instead of drinking, let's get onto the beers, guys. So instead of drinking some Mexican beer, I went with an old favorite. It's uh, from Fulton. It's the Chill City Chugger. All and, right. Uh, so I yeah, said, hey, classic. Screw it. Uh, you know, I'm not drinking any uh, Tecate or any Modelo or anything like that. So. Uh, Shout out to my mother-in-law, though, for sending me a picture of the bar at the resort we're at where she was drinking Modelo something, and she said it was good. No, it wasn't Negra. It was their other Modelo. It was their lighter Modelo. Just Uh, a regular Modelo. It could have been their Classico or whatever they call it. Classic. I think it was Classical. And she's saying, oh, this is very good. I'm like, well, there you go. Right there. So, uh, yeah. They, uh, again, I, I feel a little bad for them because yesterday it rained all day. 
And then today they went to the Fifth Avenue. Do you guys know Plato Carmel yes, a little bit? I, I know it very well. I've been there, I don't know, six times or something like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Fifth Avenue is the main drag, you'd call it. Is mm -hmm. it what I would call it? The main drag, all sorts of shit. I mean, it's. Yeah. I first went to Plato Carmen, oh boy, 25 years ago when I was like a teenager, yeah. 16 or 17 with my parents. And it has just changed completely over that time. And But it's the main drag. Like all, it's Shakedown Street, I guess you'd call it. But all sorts of, now there's like high-end shops, but everything, all sorts of shops, restaurants, bars, dance clubs, everything. They have malls. They have a mall there now. Two malls. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, that doesn't right surprise that me. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, so they had a good time. So yeah, guys, I'm I'm drinking the uh, Chill City Sugar because I'm not working this week, so I don't give a shit. And I can just pound these down and not worry about it. So there you go. Go for it. Um, you weren't tempted to go out and get a case of Modelo or Tecate or something like no, that? No. No. <laughs> no. I'm not going to be no. there. Then I'm not Understandable. Yeah. Understandable. No. Uh, just remind you of what could have been. Exactly right. Yeah. Connor, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a... A brewery that we've had on this podcast a lot from its modest, and it's the Cobra Triangle Oak Aged Pilsner on here. Uh, so it's a it, it's a good beer. You know, as you as you know, I don't usually drink uh, pilsners on the on the podcast, but um, it's a pilsner with German pilsner malts, hopped with triple pearl and aged in our oak foders foders. I think that's what it's called. F O E D E R, Fodder. Fodders, yeah. Fodder, okay. Fodder. Um, it's good. It's it's a, it's a pilsner. It, it's just um, a regular pilsner. It's four, only four point five alcohol, so it's not really that strong. Um, but yeah, I would I would drink this again. It's a, it's very good. Uh, we've I was looking around in my fridge and we had a, I had a, I realized I had a bunch of old of old beers that I uh, from uh, breweries that I had visited a lot over the over my time as a courier so decided to go with the classic this time there you go nice yeah. dave what are you drinking tonight i got a uh beer from uh torg brewery actually so torg yeah yeah actually yeah, I, nice. I, I yeah i went to uh torg on christmas eve eve i guess it'd be what oh. it'd be friday friday night i went up there and i actually hadn't i hate to even admit this but i hadn't been to torg um, for some strange reason, since we last recorded our, a, a podcast there, that and I think mm -hmm. that was December of 2018. So forever, if, that seems like forever ago. But anyways, I got the opportunity to go up to Tor Brewery. I went there, um, and they had a kind of a they had like um, a band that was doing you know, Christmas music and carols mm -hmm. and everything. So it was it was really really cool experience up there on Friday night. And so had a couple beers while I was there, but I ended up going home with a crowler of their squirrel nutkin and that's uh it's a it's fantastic i actually somebody else that i was with had had one of those uh, that on friday night so i tasted it but i didn't have one for myself but man this is a great beer squirrely nutkin it's basically their english brown ale and it is wow is it a drink it's such a drinkable delicious beer and it, you know it's got a darker kind of note to it brown ale like it would and it's it's got they, they say it's got uh, nutty notes of caramel and roasted walnuts. So, in which it does. And it's actually served on nitro. Now, you don't really get that, um, you know, the crawler's been sitting in my fridge for uh, three days now. So, you don't really get that nitro smoothness to it. But it's still absolutely delicious, um, wonderful beer. 
and so yeah toward brewery that that was a fun podcast we did a few years ago a couple years ago and and remember the awesome. uh, f- the fun fact out of that brewery do you not remember this mm. now this came up this came up on our, our oh Twitter. yes I think it was bring that up though so it is uh matt van benchaton i think is it benchaton he's the uh gm coach of the uh well, coach, wasn't he slash, the coach of the uh, oh Minneapolis City, slash, yeah, yeah, Minneapolis Crows. City SC, the Crows. Yeah. So he was the when we did our podcast there last time, he was the uh tap room manager. We did our podcast there in 2018, and um, I think I, I, I liked or it's tweet or I followed him with our with our account, and he's like, Yeah, you guys did a, a podcast out here when I was the tap room manager. I'm like, Well, small freaking world, man. Holy, shit. yeah. Yeah, it is. I so, remember uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Torque's great. And one other little funny story about this. So I was there on Friday night and uh, I had started a tab. And I think it was, I went, I was grabbing my second pint. And I think, I think it was the owner, actually. I'm not sure though, but I'm pretty sure it was the owner. Um, kind of served me my beer. And, uh, you know, it's like, there you go. He's like, oh, and, and he knew I had a t- tab. I said, well, what's your name? That's Dave Steven. Uh, he's, oh, you're a Dave. I'm like, yeah, I'm a Dave. He's like, oh, oh, would you like to join the, are you in the book of Dave's is what he said. Are you in the book of Dave's? And I'm, I, I gave him a weird look and I'm like, uh, no, he's like, well, sir, would you like to be in the book of Dave's? And again, I'm just playing along and people were around me. So they're like, what's going on? I'm like, well, yes, I would love to be in the book of Dave's. And so he, he goes off to another room there, you know, wherever, you know, wherever their office is and. And, you know, kind of like, what's going on? Comes back with basically like a notebook or whatever. It was essentially a notebook, opens it up, trying to find a new page. And essentially it's this list of all these different Daves and email and phone number, all sorts huh. of different. I think he flipped at least four or five pages, wow. you know, with, with, I don't know, 25 names a page, four or five pages, you know, finally finds a spot for me. So I write my name and name and email and everything in there. And then he makes a big announcement to the bar saying, I mean, everybody that was in there, he's like, hold on. He waited for the music to stop. He's like, you know, I've got an announcement. And he did it in a very official, official way. We have another Dave, you know, joining the book of Dave. And I'm paraphrasing this because I don't remember exactly what he, what he said, but basically here you hear you, this is, you know, another Dave joining, joining the book of Dave's and, and, and made a big deal out of it. And it turns out there was like four or five other Dave's in, the, in, in, in Torg brewery at the time. Huns. And uh, yeah, so it's official. And then they even gave me a, uh, I'm sorry, a t-shirt. I don't know if you guys Shut can see No way. Uh, it, official it says, Dave Torg shirt? Yeah, I feel That's like it's amazing. It, it might be backwards the on fuck? the, uh, but no, it looks Dave, fine. No, it, it looks good. Yeah. yeah. Official Dave Torque Brewery. And then on the wow. front of the t shirt, it says Dave's Day, I think it says. So is there a Dave's Day where they get you get free beer or something? There, there might be it. Like it almost reminds me like what famous Dave's used to do free, you know, they give out free barbecue. So I don't know if they have a date, like a Dave's Day at Torque, but they certainly might. And so as it turns out, I had to, I had to figure it out, but the, the owner is a Dave. He's he he's a, actually he's a reti- he retired after 30 years in the army and then later opened up the tour brewery. And they there also is another bartender named Dave. So must have just got started on that. So that was kind of excited, exciting. So it was that was a lot of fun. And, and on a story, Dave, that is so Matt, those are his in-laws. Oh, OK. That's why he was the taproom manager there. No so, kidding. Okay. Yeah. So holy shit. Now you're in the book of Dave's book of I Dave's. Mean, yeah. 
official shit, day. This is like at an official Tord. day. I'm an official at Torg Brewery, so it's a big deal. Yeah. So. Also, according yeah. To, according to Urban Dictionary, there is a National Day of Day. It is the eighth of December. Okay. Like, oh, oh darn it! So I just missed it. Shoot. But yeah. at least maybe next December I can I can be up there mm-hmm. for that then. Yeah. I wonder how many Daves they get in there in December. I mean, they think they get a lot of Daves. I wonder if it's like free well, beer for Dave's. It'd be, I can't wait to find out next year, next December 8th. God. God. Yeah, so, but yeah, amazing. Dave, it's not like, you know, Dave is an uncommon name. So, it, amazing. But anyways, so yeah, that added to the uh, the weekend. That was a fun experience up there at Torg on Friday night. So, yeah. And I, unfortunately, I don't know if Torg does a lot of stuff on Twitter, which kind of yeah. sucks. Cause I'm going to, of course, say hashtag uh, Book of Dave's in our thing because that's that's amazing that's awesome but uh jesus man it was a wonderful surprise it was it was a lot of fun really it was those guys are great so and fantastic well we should get up there and do another podcast jeez absolutely and and it's the freaking list the place and and make no mistake because i think we have before but we're putting it on record 2023 you know as far as new year's resolutions goes that's our goal is to get into back into breweries for sure yeah, we'll get back in. Yeah. Of course. We haven't we haven't left the breweries out. We've still yeah. been drinking their beer on the podcast, you know. Nothing exactly. wrong with that. Yep. All right, guys. With good beers tonight. Uh let us talk now, guys, about the big thing that happened. Shit, it's been uh what a week. It's been a little over a week now, yeah. Over a week, the World Cup final, guys, which of course was Argentina versus France. Big one. Oh, yeah. uh, Messi's last game, oh, not last, but his last World Cup game. Potentially, yeah. I mean, he's not going to play in four years. I don't think he's going to play in four I years. I don't think but he will. Odds are, never know. And and, yeah, and I don't know. And I think because they won, I, I doubt he will. I mean, it's a storybook ending for Messi. So yeah, you know, you finish on top. Basically, you 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 reach the ultimate goal for sure. You don't yeah. come back and then you don't win the World Cup and then come back when you're too old to be on the squad and and uh, taint that legacy with something else, you know, or potentially. I mean, guys, can I just say this? What a fucking game mm, that yeah. was for a final. I mean, well, if, if you looked at if you looked at the World Cup as a whole this year, guys, we saw a lot of great games, a lot mm-hmm. of comebacks, a lot of extra time, a lot of PKs, a lot of. Just craziness going on. This was the icing on the cake for the World Cup. I mean, this is what you wanted. You did not want a 1-0 game where shit wasn't going on. This was the game where everything that could have happened did happen in this game. Yeah, yeah and Tony, I think we touched on it you know, on our, during our last podcast. We had already talked about the World Cup being, a, as far as the games are concerned, of just a fantastic World Cup. Mm-hmm. As, as far as the play on the field and the games and the results and everything. But I mean, yeah. So little did we know when we recorded that we'd be talking about the final in the same regard, because certainly in my, you know, soccer fandom, it, it was the best world cup final I've ever watched. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, granted that only goes back probably 20 years or so, but um, you, even the commentators and the, the, you know, the analysts, you know, were, were describing this game as the best world cup final ever. And so I, it's my personally, it's the best world cup final I've ever witnessed on TV watching, but uh, yeah, they were, you know, they were making the case that it could be considered the best world cup final ever all time. So yeah. Tremendous. Um, this finish. I mean, Connor, 
from your perspective, uh, could could you beat this one? Uh, it's real hard to. It's real hard to. Um, I can't remember a game that was as, uh, uh, or at least a final that I can remember that was this intense. Um, the one that comes the closest is the one that Spain won uh, a few years uh, back in and, 2010. Yeah, but and, there and was I, for this one. This one I think is my all-time favorite. Fi- this yeah. is my all-time favorite final for sure. Here, it's here. it was just so intense, and it comes great, and it's great because it comes only a month after what is considered the best MLS Cup final of all time, which basically turned into the same kind of game, and it, mm-hmm. it was so it was awesome. I thought it was great. Yeah. Side side note. Yeah. As soon as you mentioned the this, you know, when Spain beat it was Spain beat the Netherlands in 2010 in the world cup final, but Tony, that was one of those one nil games where honestly mm-hmm. that, that was, it was, that was a good game in the sense that it was a one goal game, the either a tie game or a, right. a one goal game, the whole game. So the tension level through that game was, was high. I actually watched that game uh, in Playa del Carmen, believe it or not. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> so it comes full circle to, to, to yeah. your unfortunate story, I, Tony. I will. I will say this. Uh, this game was an incredible final. Probably the best final I've seen. Uh, of course, from from a personal standpoint, though, the best final I've seen personally is the 2006 final with Italy winning it uh, against France and the headbutt and the all that stuff. That was a great final. But this one beats that final. I mean, that's that's how good this final was. Right. Um, oh, it, I mean, it had it all. I mean, it was. I mean, I remember. <sighs> Like, like, I mean, we don't, we aren't going to spend a lot of time on, uh, going over the game, but the, the way, you know, let's, let's do it real quickly, you know, with Argentina going up two nil um, within the first half, uh, it, it almost felt like this one is over. And it really surprised me because not, not that I had, I had picked France before the world cup even started. I had picked France to win. I don't know how confident I was feeling going into the game, but fact was, I mean, with Argentina getting up two nil, and, you know, France with some early substitutions, getting some of their key players off the field early, you know, as it turned out, it, probably good moves. They needed they needed something different. And just to start out 2-0 Argentina and then from, for France to come storming back, thanks to, you know, Kylian Mbappe, uh, was just unbelievable. Because, I, you know, at halftime, you could almost write this one off. Game over, 2-0 mm-hmm. Argentina, game over. But, wow, Kylian Mbappe... You know, obviously mm-hmm. with the penalty kick, but all of a sudden, I mean, even in the, I mean, that was uh, 80th minute, yeah, 80th minute. But even even prior to the 80th minute, it didn't necessarily feel like France even had a chance. But they, mm-hmm. you know, they get the one goal, and all of a sudden it's two one, mm-hmm. and there's a chance. So it makes the last 10 minutes interesting. You know, it really does. Yeah. And um, yeah, just well, <laughs> a minute later, he scored. Mbappe scores just a, a stunner. Yep. A great goal, and then wow, eighty first minute, it's two two, like tie game, game on, and then to get into uh, extra time, mm-hmm. it was phenomenal. You get an extra time, and then you know Messi comes back and hundred eighth minute scores a goal. I'm thinking, okay, Argentina's got this. And yeah. Mbappe comes back again, one eighteen with the penalty kick, another penalty and, because of a, and that, a handball and, and the handball. Uh, yeah, it was a handball in Argentina. It was it was bad luck, but I mean it was the right call. Martinez, Argentina's goalkeeper, making that save, you know, to, to, to basically send it to penalty kicks, if I remember right. correctly. It's been a little while, but 
man, it had everything. Tremendous saves, um, penalty kicks, uh, you know, stunning goals. It was just, wow, it was fantastic. Yep. And then, you know, getting into, you know, getting into the, the, the shootout, you know, it was, I think, you know, I think it was advantage Argentina. I mean, that was said prior to getting into penalty kicks. And as it turned out that, you know, that's the way it worked. And it was just, it was really cool. I thought from, you know, central, regardless of our bracket challenge, but as a neutral fan, it was kind of, it was cool. It was something that was missing from prior games, but you got to see, you know, Kylian Mbappe and Leo Messi take the first kicks and both make them, you know, and that's what you want to see. You, you want to get, you, you know, your play, your stars, your absolute superstars, you know, taking your first shot, getting, getting the goal, starting that shootout in the right direction. And, um, oof. but then from there kind of went downhill for France and, uh, well, but again, as, as a, sorry, Tony, but yeah, as a neutral fan, um, regardless of how I picked it, I, it's just fan. It's just unbelievable seeing Messi, uh, uh, mm-hmm. get, get the ultimate goal of a world cup, uh, final and being a champion to watch that play out was just fantastic. And just even in the last week, seeing all the coverage from Argentina and just, uh, it's just, it's been really sweet to watch. I mean, what's this amazing is... about, go ahead. sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Tony. What's amazing about it is, uh, like you said, Dave, seeing the country, go crazy over this it's like their country is shut down for like two or three days i mean they had parades they had millions of people out in the streets da, 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 da. and i'm thinking to myself i'm like if the u.s won a world cup would that happen no no absolutely not like, i don't like that there would be massive celebrations in localized sure areas would. but it wouldn't would, be but but it wouldn't be this though it wouldn't no. be this it wouldn't the whole country I mean, wouldn't no. shut down no. for this because no. we're not because we don't because not enough of us give a shit I mean, honestly. oh, here's a, here, would there be a ticker tape parade in New York City? I'm sure there would be. There probably would be, but yeah. I mean, no, no business would be, businesses would be shut down over it. And there would be a good, and you know, there would be a good percentage of the population. I would say 95 percent of the population here in the U.S. would know that the World Cup was going on. But I, you know, there would be a significant percentage of that population that wouldn't give it, you know, crap. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're not, is like we're not like talking like 1980, like uh, Miracle on Ice type of shit. Right, right. right. I mean, we're talking World Cup here. So, um, so yeah, guys, Argentina wins, uh, gets a World Cup. France is denied their two in a row World Cup. Yep. So, and, uh, and Messi gets cemented as the greatest of all time. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's. There's an argument you know, for that. Yeah. There's still Pe- Pe- there's still Pele, arguments. Pele won three World Cups. Uh, that might be one argument. But, that uh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> no, but I no I I'm I'm in the messy camp at this point yeah. personally. But yeah, it, it it's just great to witness. It's great to be a witness to to things like this. And his just absolutely tremendous career gets to be capped by uh, by a World Cup victory. Although we might, I know these are just rumors. I don't want. But I mean, we, we might see Messi in the MLS next year. I, I've, I've heard, you know, those rumors started earlier this year. I know that. And it just cr- kind of crashed and burned. But I don't know. I mean, it, 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 did you guys not see it during the World Cup, towards the end of the World Cup? That I did. Rumor, I did see it. Yeah. The rumors um, got sparked again that he could be coming to Miami. So. Yeah. Well, he's the, I mean, everybody kind of knows the deal. It's like he's going to be part owner of that damn team. And uh, oh, it'd be a massive, massive, massive. It'd be. 
Yeah, it'd be crazy. It'd be nuts. Kind of like, well, and I mean, that's how like Beckham got in. Uh, David yeah. Beckham got in with LAFC, you know, because eventually LA I, I believe yeah. LA, sorry, yeah. LA Galaxy. I believe part of I don't know the details. I'm not looking at it. Uh, I believe part of that, though, was the promise of being able to become an owner in yep. an MLS franchise, which, of course, yep. he is now. Which he did. Yep. And 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 messy. I mean, why wouldn't you? You're coming. You come to Miami. They're building a damn brand new stadium downtown. You know, you got the World Cup coming here in four years. I mean, yep. that's going to play at that new stadium. I mean, come on. I mean, it makes sense, right? I'm not sure they'd play it play it at that stadium, but uh, but they would. It would be in Miami for sure. Um, it's gonna. It is in Miami. Yes, it's it's yeah. in Miami. It's in. Uh, it's Chica- at, I think Chicago, yeah. Kansas City, Miami. It's not in Chicago. It's not in Chicago. It's, it's not, not in Chicago. Chicago. The no, closest the, Kansas City. Yeah. Yep. Casey's the closest, closest to us is Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so with the World Cup coming, I think Messi might uh, make a little jaunt over the United States. That's what I think. Um, so, guys, with that said, uh, we have our winners, which we've already announced on uh, Twitter, but I'll announce mm-hmm. it again on this podcast. We have uh, Alex Hintz is the first winner. Uh, he got in first place. Of course, second, third, and fourth were Sterling... Ennis and Stevens on this podcast. So those guys don't get any beer for that. So we go to fifth place and we have Kevin Ennis, which is uh, your dad, right? Kevin? My dad. Yep. My dad, dad got second. Yeah. Second place. And then uh, your friend, Tim. Tim, Tim Coplitz. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. he got the, the third there. spot. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations guys for all those. Uh, I'm going to say, I think all three of these people are, Packer fans. Am I correct? Tim, Tim is definitely not a Packer fan. Oh, he's um, not. No, he's a, Alex, he's a Vikings Alex fan. Is, Alex is a Packer fan. Okay. So gotcha. um, yeah. So uh so oh. two out of three of the people are Packer fans, which is I mean, well, I mean, we're we're still alive somehow after this week. I like don't ask me how we're still alive. Well, oh, I mean, hey, you gotta you gotta you know the Vikings kind of helped you out by beating. Uh, it's amazing how it's true. Fell. We were hoping for a Vikings win this week. Everything, yeah. everything fell right for the Packers. I mean, the, the it Giants, really did. The Giants lost. I mean, I, oh, never mind. I won't go through the scenario. But <laughs> yeah, everything yeah. went right, and then yeah, well, credit to. The backers, they they got it done as well. Anyway. And I actually did see that. Uh, I, I won't go into it, but the road to the playoffs for the Packers is actually fairly simple. But we do need a little bit of help. So, well, you're um, gonna need a lot of help considering you have to play the Vikings next week. So, good luck with at that. Lambeau. I think we'll be okay. At, <laughs> yeah, at Lambeau, I think we'll be all right at Lambeau. But um, Vegas thinks you're gonna be all right too. So, yeah, of course I do. It's Detroit that I'm actually a little worried about because they're in the same spot we are, looking for a playoff spot. But that actually, that actually, as a, I don't. Neut- a neutral fa- neutral Vikings fan, I should say, is kind of hoping the the Lions and Packers both lose that game. That obviously that's not possible, but <laughs> it would be interesting if uh, that last week eighteen, if the Lions and Packers were playing a win and in scenario, that right? Would be, that would be yeah. cool. Well, we gotta rely on the the Commanders and Giants to to lose a bunch too. So. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not betting on us to make the playoffs, but we're at, we're at least still alive for another week. So I'll, I'll take it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so beer is coming your way, guys. The guys who won Alex for listening, uh, we have to get the hat from David. So he's got to send the hat up to Minnesota and then, uh, we get your three crawlers 
and then we'll have to like probably meet you somewhere to get you all this stuff. So we'll be in That'd touch be, with you. As, as far, maybe David would be willing to just ma- directly we, mail the hat. But yeah, I mean, we could certainly, Tony Tony and I, or Tony or I, could uh, meet up and hand off the crown. We got his, we got his address too, so we can yeah. we can meet up at his place there. There so, you go. All right, yeah. cool. Whatever works. All right, guys. So enough World Cup talk. Let's go into the loons. Before we go to loons, guys, we're going to take a quick break. Because my dog has to leave the downstairs, go upstairs, like he always does during the stand podcast. So I'll take one quick break. Uh, and we'll come back and talk about loons in just one minute. And we are back. My dog is happy. He's out of the basement. Uh guys, let's talk about the loons because some offseason stuff happened. We talked about some of the signings, free agency signings from around the league that we guys from around the league, we picked up. So we're good with that. Uh, I think transfer window opens, what did you say, Connor, on January 1st? I think so. No. I don't know if yep. it's the first, but it's going to be early right January. Yeah, yeah, I tried to look it up. I couldn't find that, it. Earliest January. There are, of course, rumors. Uh, if you want to see those rumors, our, our big listener, uh, what's his name? Blake. Uh, Blake, listener Blake, uh, he's got all the rumors on his uh, Twitter account. So go take a look at his Twitter account. He's got a whole spreadsheet and it's fantastic information. Um, so Super Draft guys, first round, pick number 19. We picked up Ryan Jibba, a yep. defender from, from Union Omaha, who we saw, of course, in the uh, U.S. Open Cup. Uh, he which did start that game, yes. Um, start that game? He, so yeah. So they must have saw. They must have seen something from him that they said, "Hey, maybe you should pick him up." I wish we didn't he have is, to bring up that game. I really wish. Yeah. <laughs> um, he is G-Bay. from South Sudan too. Oh, it looks yeah. like. Okay. So he's uh Yeah. He could be an international maybe one day for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting. You know, and obviously, I'm you know, first to admit I didn't really know much of anything about him until we drafted him. But it's interesting looking at his career. I mean, he had like in the JUCO national championship in 2021 with uh, Salt Lake city community college, um, which they won. He scored 25 goals in 48 games with them. So, you know, he has some pedigree certainly. And then obviously joining union Omaha, basically for just the 2022 season, but he made, you know, 28 appearances. And obviously, unfortunately was part of that. I shouldn't say unfortunately for him, but, Unfortunately for the Loons, he was part of that uh, Union Omaha squad that that knocked the uh, Loons out of the Open Cup playoffs. So, mm-hmm. nice thing is, uh, guys, he has a year of uh, pro experience under his belt. Yeah, he's not a college guy, so he's played at that USL level. Uh, so that's a good thing. Um, interesting. It, sorry, Tony, to step on you there, but yeah, it, it is interesting. You know, for the Loons and a, a big bulk I, I wouldn't say a big bulk but more than i feel like there has in the past where there has you know i don't know if something changed in the rules but it, it feels like there's been more um players drafted out of like second tier levels of U- u.s soccer as com- as compared to say straight out of college like a dane sinclair or some of the other players that the loons have drafted straight out of college essentially in the super draft right feel to it yeah we'll see how he uh Makes out with the club. Uh, I got a feeling he will be probably playing for the Deuce. Maybe he'll be on the 
on the uh, in the roster, the main roster, maybe. I don't know. So we'll see I, what happens. I, I don't know. I think we're going to have to see what happens in the transfer window, but nothing would surprise me at this point. Mm-hmm. But like you said, he has a prof- you know, professional career mm-hmm. and um, certainly playing at a high level with that in Omaha squad. So we'll see. Uh, in round two with the 48th pick, we pick a player we already had. Well, technically we didn't have, but we did have. So yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. It's very uh, weird on paper, yeah. Emmanuel yeah, I mean, U. Is it Emmanuel U. Ewe. And actually, Ewe. Tony, Ewe. Yeah. Emmanuel U. Well, I, yeah, sorry. If we're, if, we're, if, we're mess, Ewe. Ewe, if we're messing Ewe. up. Yeah. Sorry for that. But uh, yeah, it's, and Tony, I don't know if you recall, but we watched him score a goal up in Blaine earlier this That's year. That's right, we did. We did. Um, That's he, right. He, and, and, the, and it was kind of, it was fun. And, you know, because the, 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 um, PA announcer for for and the MN UFC two squad, you know, kind of did his typical Emmanuel, you know, instead of Reno, you know, you're just yeah. so used to ah. like Reno, so, but he said Emmanuel. Everybody's like, yeah, nobody nobody said anything. Uh, well, there I'm wasn't like, a whole lot of people at that game. A lot of it was weather related, but yeah, I just want to throw that out, Tony. We did witness a, a, a him scoring a goal for the MN UFC. MNUFC two squad. MNUFC two so, squad, and he's a guy out of St. Cloud State too. Just yep, uh, an hour right. up the road. Yeah, that's right. So we had to draft him in order to deny opponents from choosing him. I guess. Or yeah, and exactly. I, I didn't understand this either when I first heard the draft pick. I, I was absolutely scratching my head. Like uh, I'm sure a lot of fans were as well. Like, why would you draft a player that you know? Was, in my mind, I thought we already had him, but yeah. apparently be, the rules are, I mean, basically we secured his rights, but because of his collegiate career, I mean, he was eligible for the super draft. And so, yes, he is on the MNU, MNUFC two squad, but he would have, his rights were up for grabs during the super draft. So, you know, I credit to credit to, you know, the, the, the deuce, you know, basically, you know, developing him, you know, having him on the pitch, you know, they, they saw him front and center and they said, no, we're not going to risk it. And so, I mean, I think that's a good sign for his career and, and get, hopefully good for the loons as well. And it, it was just really weird. I mean, I think I, I was following the draft on Twitter. Um, I wasn't watching it live, but I was following on Twitter. And I mean, you know, basically 90% of the comments when it first happened was what, 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 you know, but yeah, it may, you know, that's the rules. And so another team could have, could have sniped him from, his rights basically from, from the loon. So yeah, great for him and great, hopefully for the loon. So, so. Yeah. You know, there's, I, I do, I do see another couple of uh, players that were picked up from their, their two, their MLS next teams, uh, the Philadelphia union picked up one and it looks like, um, uh, Oh, Oh, it looks like, uh, Oh no, San, San Jose. Well, yeah. Philly, Philly picked up one. It looks like uh, Columbus picked up a San Jose two one, but um but yeah and, there it looks like there are a couple of them and we mentioned it we mentioned them earlier in the the podcast but yeah minneapolis city sc uh, the crows they i think they had like several players drafted they had a uh, few mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so that that's kind of exciting to see locally here anyway so yeah and there was one uh i, I saw on uh it looks like was their academy team one of them was played their academy with minneapolis united which is a team oh, I played. I, I played for Minneapolis United when I was like ten years old. So oh, that, was, that was a uh, that was pretty cool to hear. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's the super draft guys. 
we've talked about this in the podcast before. For us, it's been very lucky. Uh, we got Dotson out of it. We've got we got uh, DSC out of the deal. Um, we had we got uh, what's his nuts the uh, uh, defender we traded uh, the, the uh, left back right back. Uh, who was it? The uh, guy who always fouled. What's his name? Gasper. his name right. Gasper. Yes, that's right. Yes, yeah. got him out of the got him out of the super draft. So we've mm-hmm. we've done really well. In the super draft, I think a lot of uh, pundits have said, "Hey, look at Minnesota's kind of doing it a different way." Um, MLS. Also got Mason Toy. Mason Toy was a super draft pick Mason too. Toy was a super draft pick. Yeah. Course, I, I, yeah. The, the only thing I would you would say I would say that I would push back on that is not l- lately they haven't had this success mm. in the last couple mm. years. So we'll right. we'll see what happens. But. Uh, MLS.com gives us a C plus for our draft picks, uh, which you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Giving a rating to guys who you don't even know what's going to happen with is kind of like, I, I don't really go for those ratings, but yeah, I don't either. Whatever. We'll see how these guys make out in the uh, professionals here. Uh, moving on, guys. The schedule came out. It's last Tuesday. Uh, so we, uh, of course, we open on the road, which we always do. Yep. Uh, we open in Dallas on the 25th of February. Holy shit. That's only like, Two months away. It's only Good two months God. away, and it's oh, a revenge God. match. We're right. uh, hoping for revenge from the playoffs last year. Yeah, that's right. So we got uh, them coming in. we going to Dallas uh, on the 25th. And then on March uh, 11th is our home opener, and it's against uh, Red Bulls. Yep. Do we have, a, like, a deal with New York to have our home openers like against New York? Or that's what? That's a good question because you know we would have opened the the home season in 2020 if not for COVID against the Red Bulls, but um, mm-hmm. then, then of course we had NYCFC in the, that first season against uh, uh, in uh, when we played at Allianz Field. Yeah, um, the inaugural Allianz Field opener was against NYCFC. So. Yep. yep. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 an interesting schedule because it's a little more balanced, obviously, than it was you know compared to last year obviously but where i mean i think we're playing what seven games six or seven games against eastern conference opponents as opposed to like you know just a couple or a few so and we're also playing a we're playing one of our western conference opponents uh three times too yes yeah it falls in so we're playing we're i i just like how it's more balanced because minnesota as a as is the case with every western conference team is playing every other Western conference opponent at least twice. And then a handful of cases, sometimes three like Minnesota. Do do we know who we're playing three times? I, I don't know. Uh, it's sporting KC. Sporting KC. Of course. Well, of co- of yeah. course. Yeah. Friendly, yeah. friendly rivalry in all sports. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. it could only, it could only be, I shouldn't even had to ask the question. It could only be SKC. So yeah, yeah it, it's cool to see, you know, a balanced schedule return to normal or, or at least return to the way it should be, I guess a balanced Western conference schedule and then getting, you know, with the, what, 34 games getting to face, you know, six or seven Eastern conference opponents is, is nice as well. So. Yeah. I do love the fact guys that you look at the schedule and underneath it, instead of saying like Valley sports, it says MLS season pass. Yes, it does. It doesn't say Valley. We only have, if I'm counting correctly, we only have two, nationally televised games guys that's right fs1 one on fox yep um the other big things of course are st louis coming into the fold now so we get we get to go to st louis 
on the 1st of April this year to play them, which will be interesting. And, and host and host St. Louis I'm, as I'm looking yep. at in, in yep. September. Because, yeah, I mean, I think we probably noted it before, but St. Louis is in the West, uh, Nashville sliding over to the East, which yep. I guess geographically makes sense. But Absolutely. And, uh, a big game for this podcast, potentially, guys, is June 10th. That's when we play in Montreal. Uh, so our uh, friend of the podcast, Samantha Woj, hopefully we can get up and see her in Montreal and see the Loons play in uh, in Canada, which would be nice. We'll see if that works out for us. Um, the other thing that I want to mention was the huge, and Dave, you mentioned it, was the huge gap. Uh, mm-hmm. between between uh, the 15th of July and the 20th of August. That, of course, is the new, I don't even, what does it call the end, guys? Is it like the... Uh, I think it's the, just the League's Cup. Uh, League's is, Cup, is, yeah. Is it just the League's yeah. Cup? I think, I think that's yeah. right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Between Liga, Liga MX and, and the MLS. And so, yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of stunning to see, like, literally, you know, a, a, a full month and a week, basically, uh, break in the MLS schedule, but uh, it's also something to be excited for. At least I am, because you know, mi- you know, Minnesota hasn't faced uh, a, a Liga MX team in a compet, you know, in a tournament or a competitive situation outside of you know, friendly. So I, I, it's exciting, and I, I don't know, especially in the buildup. You know, as we just got off our World Cup talk, you know, as we're building up towards the 2026 World Cup, you know, hosted by North America, you know, Canada, New Mexico. Or Canada and Mexico as well. I, I think it's it's really exciting that they're doing this. And this hopefully this is hopefully this builds to 2026. And I know I'm excited for this first year. We'll see how it plays out. But we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I don't even know if we know if they're playing all these games in the United States, if they're playing some I, Mexico. I, I, so I think, yeah, I think it's I think it's 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 heavily biased in the United States, but I think there will be games in mexico there are games in mexico yes but but like say for a team like minnesota i don't think there's any guarantee i I cannot wait till they release the schedule but i don't i don't think there's any guarantee you know because it'll be i think it'll be um a knockout style tournament i don't think there's a group stage or anything like that i think it's knockout style i could be wrong about that so we won't i won't worry too much about that but no, there is a group stage. Um, right. It looks like uh, so. Yeah, I've I've got the format up here. It says uh, the two. Uh, it's the the winner of so the winner of the of the MLS uh, supporter shield last year and the winner of the um, of the two thousand two Liga MX uh, season overall last year. So there's the Clausura and the Apertura. Yeah. Uh, in Liga MX uh, and the the aggregate uh, score, it looks like they both so both so both LAFC and uh, Pachuca would get buys through the through the group stage because they mm. won their because they won their leagues, uh, right. and then the rest of the teams uh, they get seated and unseated in the draw, which it doesn't say when the draw is yet, but um, it looks like there's going to be. According to this, there are fifteen groups of three. It Holy looks like, shit. yeah. So, yeah. So we could we potentially have like one home game. Or, or I, th- I think that's the that's the deal. That's right? the hope. Yeah. And then, but yeah. the other thing is, I don't think there's any guarantee that uh, 
any of the group stage games could be played in Mexico. Like I, th- that's what I look at it. Like, I think it would be really what an experience to be able to go down to, to Mexico to watch, you know, the loons play in a competitive tournament well, in Mexico. I mean, that would, be, but I don't know that that's a given, but we'll, we'll find out. Well, they got, they got all this, they got the, all that new Apple money now, so they can spend it on travel. I mean, you can go back and forth. You know, you know what? According, according to this, it doesn't look like they are playing any games in Mexico. Uh, they're playing all in the U.S. or Canada. Hmm. That's what I thought, and you know, that's, Mexico okay, that's fine. I I still like the idea of of I love the idea, honestly, of a Liga MX MLS you know big tournament. I love that, but I think it would you would really add to it if they were playing some of these matches in Mexico. So hold the phone here. So Mexican team is gonna they're gonna play up here, right? They're gonna be the home team. At an away stadium, then I mean, I would assume they'd do it like that, but yeah, it doesn't make any sense. That wouldn't make any sense to me either. I'd, I mean, unless you're playing, they have nice stadiums down in Mexico. Yeah, I know, you know, I feel like they they should give them a I little chance. I think it's Connor. You know what it is? It's travel. It's all travel. Well, yeah, and, but, and I mean, Mexican travel. Mexican fans will travel up here. Why can't we travel down there? But it's yeah, not about but it's not that's about- my point. That's my point. And I, but I, I think that hey, this is the first edition of you know a fully blown, you know, because they've they've experimented with this kind of like a, a smaller format going back years now, but this is the first edition of a large scale, you know, tournament like this. And so maybe in years to come we'll we'll see that where we're, we're hey, hey, MLS teams, you've got to travel to Liga MX, you know, teams. Yeah, the problem- I think. That could be the problem. The problem you're always going to have in this whole like, you want to make the super group of Canada, United States, and Mexico is travel, right? Because everybody has to fly. Right. It's not like Europe where everybody can take trains and shit, right? I mean, that's why it works there. That's why like the UEFA and all that shit, it, it works. The cups there work because the way fans can travel to those games. Yeah. And you, What's gonna what would happen if we played games in Mexico is that you get, of course, American fans from Mexico because they could like, oh yeah, we can fly down there, whatever. But then of course, having them having those teams travel up to here, those team supporters aren't going to be able to travel up to here as well as we can travel down to there. That's what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean you're gonna get some yes. you're gonna get some Mexican you're gonna get some Mexican fans in these in these cities like Chicago, Minneapolis, KC. Well, of course, just like Texas. I mean, shit, we know that Mexican yeah, fans. Texas or California, yeah, they'll be able to yeah. do that for sure. But yeah. they've got to really figure out how they're going to do this because that's kind of shitty that they're not playing any games in Mexico Agreed, during agree. this tournament. Yeah, that's a, that's a very shitty. And we all know what the they want is it's the money thing, right? We all we all heard mm-hmm. about MLS, League MX. They want the money, the combination type of deal where they put two of these groups together and make a big super group. And I think even FIFA wants that to happen. I'm pretty sure FIFA does want that to happen. But God, I would be pissed off if I was a Mexican, especially a fan of one of those club teams down there and saying, we're doing this tournament, but none of the games are going to be played in our stadiums. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, it kind of puts a little cherry on top of that frustration too, is that uh, the whole – the, this is all a competition for three places in the CONCACAF Champions League. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the top three teams right. will go to right. the CONCACAF Champions League. So if you, right. I mean, 
the, we all know that Liga MX has some of the best teams in North America. I mean, they've up until last year, they had basically won every single Champions League. Mm-hmm. So if I mean, if they're playing all their games up here, they're going to have to win on away soil, which of course adds to the unfairness of of home yeah. field in the MLS. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just that I mean, yeah, add that to the top. It's yeah. and it's very unfair. Yeah, no, I agree. It is, and I, I, I it's the first edition, and I think I, I hope if this if this kind of competition is going to continue, I hope they evolve into opening up. Yeah. You know what I, you know what I hope, Dave? I hope out of this competition comes high speed rail in the United States, Mexico, and Canada. <laughs> Good luck with that. Well, how about that? How about so that? Union Station, Chicago to uh to like Mexico City or something like that. Yeah. Oh, it's just I, guys, I, I'm sorry, I've been watching some things about high speed rail and why we never built it in the United States and why Europe is so good with it. And I just think it's like I mean I get it, but it should happen here at some yeah. point, right? Yeah. I mean, should we be flying all over the freaking place? No. We should be able to go to freaking Chicago on a high-speed rail and get you know pay like 99 bucks to go down there to Chicago. That is a and, and get there in a few hours, yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Hours. I should be able to go to Kansas City to watch a Loons game. And not have to drive or fly down there. I should be able to take a fucking train and go down there in a couple hours and then get back on the train the next day and be back in a couple hours. Yeah. That's the way it should be. But I'm sorry, I'll get off my soapbox now. Pause. <laughs> oh yeah. All this um, start out with, with all this start out with the MLS discussions or MLS schedule discussion and the fact that we have our our first regular season game in less than two months. So we do know that yeah, training camp is opening in a matter of weeks now as we talk here. So that's exciting. I can't even take the train from here to the training camp. <laughs> that's the problem. Train. The problem. The North Star is around. Just kidding. I'm fucking with you right now. <laughs> Actually. Uh, but yeah, so guys, back to schedule. There are some good matchups here. You guys, I mean, everybody's seen it. Um, yeah, I might just some... drive down to St. Louis for that one. That might be a cool one. Yeah, that's kind of early in the season, though, Connor. I mean, that's it is, but it, I that's... mean, it's drivable though. I, 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 drivable. Could, yes. I could make the drive. I could make the drive in a day. It's it, according to Google, it's like an eight and a half hour drive, oh, which I've, I think I, mean, I could cut that down to like I, I, seven made... hours. I have relatives in St. Louis. I've made that drive many, many times. You can do it less than eight and a half. If you really wanted to, you could do it in seven. So yeah. Oh yeah. For it's sure. not, it's, it's really not that much further than Kansas city. Um, it's a little bit, but not yeah. much. The problem with St. Louis is you can't, you can't like, unlike um, uh, Kansas city, you jump on 35 W interstate all the way down there. That is not yeah. the case with St. Louis. It's a little more, yeah. you know, out of your way. Not as fast. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. if we had a we had a high speed rail. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, it's, Connor. I mean, good for you if you want to head down there and say I, my deal with St. Louis. Of course, it's early in the season, April, and weather concerns for me are like, I want to go to a game that's like nice weather. Yeah, because no, yeah, nice. besides Tony, you and I will be at the next game the next week in Chicago. Um, yeah. Against Chicago. <laughs> Chicago Fire. Oh, well, <laughs> now hold on a second. Now, remember, 
this game is at Soldier Field. You're right, right, right. That would be so, actually kind of cool. Oh, it's Maybe. not at Bridgestone Arena anymore. No, That's not, right. No, it's not that. We <laughs> saw. I think we we saw the last Loons game there. The last. I believe. I there. believe you're right. I believe you're right. Yeah. So we have shitty, not shitty weather. That it was, and it was a crappy game in Calvo. Yeah, Calvo right. fucked it up. I know. Getting off topic. So schedules out. Hopefully we hit Montreal. Connor's going to go to St. Louis potentially. Uh, bring his kid along by himself and have fun yep. with that. Right? Yeah. Bring the kid along. Oh, yeah. I'll bring the kid along. You, yeah. bring, you, bring, you bring Henry along? Bring Henri with you too? Maybe? Henri? No. Henri is too no. chaotic. No. no. The kid The kid is right. uh, a cakewalk compared to Henri. All right. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. So hopefully, uh, finish up a loose conversation, guys. Hopefully, our next podcast. Uh, we'll have some bigger rumors about transfer window stuff. Hopefully, um, I'd love to get into what Blake talks about on on Twitter, but I don't want to jump in the weeds on that stuff because a lot of what he's talking about is coming from the South American uh, uh, websites and stuff, which he's all into, which is totally fine. But when you start jumping in the weeds on that stuff, you, you get excited, and then you get Debbie Downer, you get let down, and you know. Yeah, well, we yeah, all remember the the roller coaster ride that was Reno Reynoso Watch back that's true. When, back in the day. That's days. true. That's true. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, before we get out of here, guys, I want to talk about. Uh, you guys want one story or two tonight? Because I got I got two stories. Pick I'm one's Chris- one. Just one's one. Chris- one's one's Christmas and one's not Christmas, but they're both fantastic. I mean, both are fantastic. Well, all Let's right. Let's do yeah, two. Yeah. I'm up for two. Yeah. You set it up like that. We can't not do two, yeah. I guess. I mean, there's it's it's pretty good. Um, guys, we'll start with the Christmas story first. Uh a cousin Eddie, cousin Eddie, of course, from Crucifixion, uh display in Kentucky leads police, uh leads to a police response. Um he uh the cousin Eddie uh thing they had these people had going on in their front yard looked a little too real and police were called to check it out after receiving a call dispatcher described the scene to responding officers a male standing outside he is naked he has a robe covering part of his body he's exposing himself and he has a hose between his legs <laughs> i love it so this of so course is they, they made a scene of cousin eddie uh the shitter was full emptying yeah. it out right along with a beer Beer in his hand, that type of shit, right? They had a mannequin. It looks fantastic, by the way. Uh, officers arrived at the Shepherdsville home to find a mannequin in the yard that looked like Cousin Eddie from National Lampoon's Vacation. It's decorated with a robe, a hat, a cigar, and a beer. And it's holding it appeared to be an orange hose. <laughs> <laughs> did they have it Homer. pointing? Did they have it pointing at events just to, or a, a storm drain? Just yeah, no, there's, there's, a, there's a storm drain and there's green stuff coming out of the hose. It's just great. Wow, this is. I, I wish I did this. I mean, fuck, this is great. Homer Joni Keeney said she decided to put up the display from her favorite Christmas movie to have some fun. Uh, responding officers did get a laugh, took pictures of the, the display. Never done once. Somebody called the cops. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm glad you brought this up, Tony, because I mean, I'm not I, I'm not interested in getting into, into a debate here, but like you bring up, you know, your favorite Christmas movies. That has to be mine. Christmas vacation, National Lampoon's yeah. Christmas vacation. It, it, I think it has yeah. to be mine. There's, I know there's a lot of other good ones, and we could argue back and forth. But yeah, well, that I have, is. I, I think that's has to be my favorite 
Um, it's ever that's since my I wife's favorite too. It, ever since I first saw it, just you know Chevy Chase. Gosh, that's such a funny movie. Yeah, it's my wife's my my wife's favorite too. I had actually never seen it before I met Laura. Um, wow! Oh my God! So Laura was like, Laura was what? like, wait, what? You had never seen it, and then now I've seen it like oh, a shit. dozen times. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's a funny movie. I like that one. Let me tell you the story of Christmas Vacation because my parents used to go to a. My dad had a Mopar party every December, right? And I think when my brother and I were probably in middle school, my parents were like, okay, we're gonna let you stay at home by yourselves. You can sleep on the fold-out couch upstairs, and we'll rent you some videos from Super America, right? And so one year we rented Christmas Vacation, and the first scene where he's like, "Look, kids, a deer," and he flicks the guy off. Yeah, I laugh. I was a kid. I laugh so fucking hard at that damn scene. It was like, <laughs> holy shit. So, I mean that that from then on, I was like, this is the Christmas movie to beat all christmas movies right and then of course i saw elf and elf is great that would be um, yeah that, that that's an argument one a versus one b i elf is that. elf is more like family type of humor right right christmas yeah. vacation has a lot of like adult humor yeah. i mean very adult humor I and mean, some of that stuff in the christmas vacation is like holy shit right <laughs> Uh, you think about it now, and you're like, I was like 10 watching that, and I'm like, now I think about it, I was like, holy shit, they were saying that type of stuff? Oh my god. Yeah. But, I mean... Everybody Hard. has their own opinion. You know, like Die I'm, Hard. That might be I'm, wearing the sh- I'm wearing the shirt tonight, guys. Uh, oh, you know, yes. Oh, there you there. go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, wife, yeah, Die, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Of course it is. My wife and I just watched that new uh, Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds movie on Apple oh, TV. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Spirited. Yeah. And I thought yeah. it was, we thought that was pretty funny. There was, there's a scene in there where Will Ferrell's character is walking around a room and he sees somebody dressed as Buddy the Elf and he goes like, you look ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was pretty funny. Will Ferrell in any movie back in the day, fantastic. I mean, that's just great, great comedy. Uh, Chevy Chase is awesome actually the funny thing i was telling my wife the other day dave and i think i've told you this before dave if you ever had kids and had a family you would be chevy chase in christmas you'd be clark <laughs> that would be you i swear to god the things that clark russell does i'm like that's dave right there just getting all pissed off about shit like jelly the month club what the fuck you know i mean that's that'd be you i, I don't know but, if i should be uh you know feel complimented here or uh, you or- should the flip. <laughs> I mean, you should, because that's, I mean, it's great. It's funny, you know. So uh, this guy called, these people called the cops on Cousin Eddie, and, and if anybody sees, look up the picture. I mean, if you I might have to. see it, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. They've got the, uh, they got the little chair with the cat. Uh, they got fried in there. They also got the saucer. They got all burned out. So, yeah, it's fantastic. But uh, going from that, guys, to uh, some news out of Korea. This is uh, this is important, guys. Hmm. Korea, guys, has finally lifted a ban on imported sex dolls. What? Yeah. Oh wow! Uh, South Korea has formally lifted a ban on the import of full-body sex dolls, ending years of debate over how much the government can interfere in private life. Uh. Although there were no laws or regulations banning the import of sex dolls, hundreds and perhaps thousands 
had been seized by the by customs, which cited a clause in law that bans the import of goods that harm the country's beautiful traditions and public morale. So people from Korea were trying to buy sex dolls and then getting a stop by customs. Uh, on Monday, the Korea Customs Service sent a statement that began enforcing a revised guideline for import of the life-size adult sex dolls. Uh, the Customs says it will still ban certain ones. Uh, also said uh, in a statement, it's deplorable for the Customs Service to lift the import ban. South Korea, some people are pissed off. and It was deplorable. Uh what they say that oh south korean authorities don't crack down on the sale of domestically made sex dolls but their quality is generally inferior to those made abroad so korea makes their own sex dolls well yeah and didn't didn't they used to put them in the stands uh back in early days of covid for like back when yeah. i was desperate for watching any kind of sports i yeah. think uh, korean baseball was one of the first to come back and they yeah. actually put sex dolls in the stands uh just yeah. Placeholders. <laughs> That's right. They would. Uh, what is it? We thought we thought our people's rights to seek happiness and use sex dolls in their private lives have been restricted by the state. There are various types of people who use sex dolls, including those who are sexually alienated or those who need them for artistic purposes. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, well, David, for artistic da- purposes. David would love this story, and not because he loves using sex dolls. I'm not suggesting well, because that. he's he's a big like you know free do whatever you want type of guy. Right, right, exactly. Right? You, you know, know the government you know. shouldn't restrict you your use yeah. on sex dolls. I'll, I mm-hmm. I also agree with that. Like if you you mm-hmm. know whatever floats your boat, like. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's funny how they put that it was uh, those who need them for artistic purposes. Who's <laughs> buying? Who's buying a sex doll for artistic purposes? Honestly. Like who? And if they say they are, that's they're lying. They're lying. I'm sorry. So uh yeah, guys, we can now the funny thing about this uh story was that uh that uh they were in court and they had the the, the lawyer had a sex doll next to him in court showing off. He's like, Oh, this is the sex doll here. This is what the problem is right here. Uh, Connor's having difficulties because he heard sex dolls and it just I think it blocked him. Play the truth. Oh yeah. Well, I t- I'll Connor, tell you what. If if the, if that's your biggest pro, if that's one of your biggest problems, then you're doing okay. If that I mean, if you're in court deciding something like that, then eh, guess you're doing all right. That's taxpayer money at work, Dave. That's taxpayer yeah. money right there. Could you imagine in the United States if we had a problem like that? If we spent taxpayer money. Deciding that that wasn't a problem. Might people be outraged about this? Yeah. So Connor is uh phys- he's 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 done. You look at him, look at his oh I thought he was back. He was he was almost back. He he was moving. He almost was. But he's he's I think he's out. Yeah, I think he's gone. Right. Well, we if, have if to... we leave him on that note, we should probably put a screenshot uh for our yeah. Twitter feed just because mm-hmm. well, he, he looks uh looks a little mm-hmm. bit upset, but no, classic Connor. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to come back in. He he. Before we go. But yeah, glad we got Before that we go. story out of there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, th- that wasn't our first sex dolls uh, funny story on this podcast. I know that for a fact. Well, I'm I sure think, we've had more. I think I I think we re- we probably referenced that uh, 
Was it baseball or soccer where they used them as dummies? It was one of the two. It was, sure I mean, it was, it was, I think it was baseball. I think it was Korean baseball. It was one, it was one of the two. It was yeah. either that or it was soccer. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe that's what we talked about. But, yeah. Nice to yeah. see, you know, nice to come back to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some dolls are always good for a laugh. Like, oh, man. Uh, do you know, Dave, that uh, I think it was two or th- – no, it's been three years ago. Uh, maybe let's see, that'll be 2019. No, it was four years ago. You and I did our did the podcast at Iyer Brewing. That would be that would be 2018. I think it was 2018, yeah, yeah, because it would have been not too. It was either it probably was the next week or two weeks after we did a tour brewery, actually. That's right, that's right. We had no David Sterling, so we'd do it on my phone, which I didn't find. Yeah, it did. I, I remember being pleasantly surprised. I, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, we can't record a podcast off the phone. But yeah, sure enough. We did. Yeah, pleasantly we did. surprised. Yeah. Is Connor back now? Connor, back? Weird. Yeah, He's back. can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Good. Now, now oh. you're, you're kind of still breaking up. That's okay. All right. We're almost done. So, well, guys, uh, good talk today. Uh, yeah. We talked about uh, World Cup. We talked about the loons. We talked about cousin Eddie. And we talked about sex dolls. I mean, we got it all. The trifecta. All or the trifecta. I mean, quad. Uh, blah blah blah. Quad. Quintilla. Quint- Quintilla. Quint- that sounds like could be five. The, yeah, the well, five. We'll call it Quintilla. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll add my five good things. We'll add the fact that I whatever Quintifecta. Well, the fact that my uh, trip didn't happen to that too. Uh, so yeah. Good podcast, guys. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? No, I think we covered all we can cover, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so guys, for myself, Tony, for Dave and Connor, we'll talk to you guys next week, maybe two weeks. Yeah, I was so, going to ask. That. Yeah, I mean, so what, what's our – I mean, like I said, the – the MLS uh, preseason is going to be here. Preseason and training camp are going to be here in the next several weeks. So I assume we'll take a, a little bit of a hiatus break, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it won't be long middle of January. We're going to be back into uh, rumors and training camp. So maybe, yeah, maybe a couple of weeks. We'll see. Week or two, maybe probably two yeah. months. Depending on what happens. So. All right, guys. Go loons. Go loons.